Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly, mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast is sponsored by Keen Footwear, one of our favorite brands for outdoor shoes. Picking the perfect outdoor play shoe has proven to be quite the task from time to time. There are so many features to take into consideration when picking the perfect play shoe, such as being machine washable for those muddy adventures, and how well your little one is able to independently put their shoes on and take them off. Keen has endless outdoor play shoe options, such as the Notch Hollow Sneaker and the Targi Sport Vent Sneaker, and not just for kids, but options for the whole family. To find the perfect outdoor shoe for your next adventure, visit www.keenfootwear.com. That's K-E-E-N footwear.com. Adri, this is something that is talked about so often in the adventure community that it almost feels like one of those redundant things to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about because there's lots of people that haven't heard about it or they, when you bring it up and they're like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. So I just still think it's good to talk about it. And we've kind of mentioned it a few times on our podcast when we've talked about risky play being a good thing. I'll link up that episode. But what I'm talking about in all of this is the term or the saying, be careful and how that can actually hinder our kids when we say, be careful because our kids don't know what that means. And they're not actually, they're not in our brain understanding what we're telling them to be careful about. And also can create a little bit of fear if we continually use it as well. So I wanted today to talk about be careful alternatives, what we can say instead. I think that's a great idea because honestly, I was using the be careful situation with us and I just, I could see the fear in Turner's eyes being like, I'm careful, but he didn't really understand. Like I've made that mistake, but I would just panic because I'm like, okay, like you need to stop what you're doing. And I kept saying, be careful. And I noticed a lot of people around me would be saying that, but I really appreciate this because learning the ways to, to navigate and not say, be careful is going to be super helpful for our adventures because I have tried numerous things, but I don't want to instill that fear in him. Yeah. And it's just so common to say, be careful. I know when I told my mom about this, she is the sweetest ever. (laughs) And she would go to say, be careful. And then she would stop herself. (laughs) And she has really practiced it. It's amazing to see the, the difference. Like just when you acknowledge that there's a better way to possibly say something, then you start to pay attention. So I love that my mom considered that and has worked in alternatives as well. But yeah, it really is just almost habit because habit and also you're concerned for your kid or any other kid. And you're just instantly, that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Be careful. You know, like it's from a place of love. (laughs) 
but it just <laughs> doesn't get across what we actually want from them. No, exactly. So what are some, some things that you can do? Okay. So I think the best thing is to be specific and this does take practice. So no one needs to feel shame if they still say, be careful sometimes, or even if you couple it with something, I think, cause if so for be specific, some things I'll say to Collins is watch your feet or, Oh, look out for that branch. And again, it takes practice because you need to say that <laughs> rather than instantly saying, be careful. But so you kind of have to stop and think about the sentence. But if you are going to still say, be careful, you could say, be careful. There's a branch, you know, <laughs> something very right. specific. Okay. That makes sense. Cause like with Turner, it's like, hello, there's a cliff right there. Like, <laughs> Yeah back away like (laughs) notice take notice of the steepness of no sliding down the trail here it is very steep (laughs) okay you know what actually now that you say that I'm glad you brought that up because I have also said before when your kids are a bit older they might know what be careful means (laughs) and they might be able to think ahead like us when you say it But that's something that I've also wanted to do is reserve those things. So I often don't even say the word stop because when I, if I ever say stop, I want it to be like, you are instantly stopping because you're in danger. Like, you know, if, if your kid was going to run across the street, you don't have time to say, Oh, look, there's cars coming. (laughs) Like, you're just like, stop. And you grab them or whatever the thing is. So I understand those are times where you want to do that. And that's what, I don't want to be careful to become, I don't want it to just be background noise that our kids aren't listening to it. So yeah. yeah. So with the be specific one, I think another one is fun today. Actually at the park, Colin said, I'm watching my head because that's something I'll say, watch your head because if she's coming up somewhere where if she stands up too quickly, she's going to hit her head on something. And I thought it was amazing that she repeated it back to me. So that's just showing that, you know, when we're saying these specific things, they're catching on to it and they're then telling themselves it at a later date. Yeah. The learning that's going on too. And just the awareness factor, I think is super important. Yeah. So is there any other like be specific ones you can kind of think of that you my stuff is mostly related. Like when we're, yeah, I guess we're going out hiking. I mean, I've made mistakes. I'm going to be honest. I've said stop too many times because Turner, <laughs> Turner has a retractable <laughs> leash type thing because it's like, I, yeah, we struggle with the listening for sure on our end of just like, you know, he's not seeing the safety concerns of like, you're running off on the trail. And I mean, we're in bear country. Cougars are out. Like it's dangerous. Like you can't just be apart from one another. Like you need to stick together. And, and I've really noticed with, I've tried to be very specific, like, and it, it has backfired a few times for us being maybe too aggressive with the specific, you know, like you say it a lot more gentle, like watch your feet. Like, and I, I was like, you know, he ran off on me on the trail and I have my newborn strapped to me and I'm like, I can't really run because the postpartum and running just does not work well. (laughs) And it's just like, stop like I use stop in the sentence and there like there's bears out here and it's very unsafe and it was like it was from a place of fear within me that I projected this onto him right and then all of a sudden it was like back to the campsite we go and he is like wrapped around my leg which he's never done and I was like what's going on right like I forget that you know we had a panic situation on the trail he's like there's bears out here and we're still in the wilderness there's bears and I'm like Oh no. (laughs) I I feel like, yeah, you make like a mistake. And I was like, okay. It's just, I mean, it's constant learning on, on, okay. I was too 
specific, too aggressive with that, like tone it back. Like what could I have better said in that situation? So I feel like bringing this example up now in a situation like that, it's like, you know, how do you, how would you handle that situation? I could ask you that question. Okay. Well, and don't feel any guilt around that at all, because you and I talked about this in our last hike. There's sometimes where you just have to be a mama bear (laughs) and grab them and keep them safe. So, I mean, without seeing that exact situation, I can't really say what would be maybe your ideal to do, but something that popped in my head when you were telling that story was how much practice at home is really helpful. So here's two things with cons that I will mention in case it helps anyone else. Last year we were living downtown Seattle. And so I had to, I've talked to you about this before. It was so important that she knew to stop at the end of street because we were constantly every single day we were walking and you walk a block and then there's cars and a stoplight and then you walk a block and then there's cars and a stoplight. So she had to know to stop, but I didn't want to constantly be saying stop. So we just practiced where I would be holding her in some capacity, like holding her hand or holding her in some capacity. And then I would kneel down at the lights and I would each time, like literally squat down and kneel down with her and say, oh, do you see that sign? It's telling us to stop. That's the stop hand. We need to wait for the walking person sign. And we'd go over that 7,000 times. (laughs) And it is incredible to me now how she is, she, like, she knows the rules of the road. Like she literally, and I don't even say stop. I'll say pause. Actually, for some reason, pause just seemed like more gentle. And she was like, oh, I pause and then I get to go. I pause and then I get to go. <laughs> and so if I ever think she's not going to stop, even though she always does, I'll just say pause at the light or something like that. And it's work. So I think just reiterate, 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 practice at home. Another thing that we've started now, and it changes so much with kids age, right? The more they grasp, but we we've started the green light, red light, yellow light. And even in the car, she'll point it out like, Oh, if this car stops, she's like, red light means stop. (laughs) And so now with her body, we can also do red light, green light, yellow light. So those are two kind of things that you can maybe practice. Those are wonderful tips, honestly, because I remember going when we were in Banff, I was amazed by her street smart situation of being like, oh, now I'm waiting here. Like she just, she was telling Turner like what he needed to do. And I was like, okay, this is good. Cause my little firecracker was like not listening again and not paying attention, but I've tried to be more, yeah, bring more awareness to his situation. And by explaining, by getting down to their level, I think is wonderful and, and working on that practice and repetition. And it's funny because when I would do like the squat down, Collins would then squat with me, which (laughs) is kind of funny that she was just copying my actual actions, which shows how much kids copy us. But it also made me feel safe that I could always see like if if she wasn't right on my side, I could see, Oh, look at her. She's squatting. So she knows that this is kind of the pause time, you know, That's incredible. Maybe even that physical cue helps. And of course I always need to put my disclaimers, like every kid's temperament is different. So it's going to take some kids longer to learn those things. And like you're saying, like one kid's going to be a firecracker and it's going to be like, stoplights are not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's yeah. okay. It will just take more practice and more mindfulness and <laughs> <laughs> and a retractable leash. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
I'm going to retract the leash. Okay. Another thing beyond being specific and being the calm for them, because that was your example that you used, like you felt tense and then he felt tense too, is asking questions. So again, it depends on the kid, what age you can kind of get the response from them. But I also found what's helpful is what's your plan here? How are you going to get down? Are you going to turn around to get down off that? Are you going to go backwards? <laughs> Those kind of things. Is there any other questions you can kind of think of that? I literally, I just thought of a story that I haven't got to tell you yet. And I'll just tell it now of what's your plan here. As soon as you said that, I'm like, okay, it takes me back. We were at in Vancouver at Deep Cove at this playground and the playground was so tall. I looked at it and I was like, it didn't seem, you know, super friendly for my toddler. And I'm thinking, okay, here we go. We're going to have, this is a great area to play in here. We're not going to climb up the tower part. That's looking a little tall here today. Like it's for some of the bigger kids. And he was like, okay, no problem. Like I thought, oh, great. Okay. And he's rocking around on all the other smaller stuff. And, and then all of a sudden he decides, oh no, the bigger cousins are on the bigger part of, you know, the playground. So that's where he was headed. And no sooner, of course, I'm trying to nurse Nash. <laughs> it's always when I'm nursing the baby, I swear. And um, he scaled, like he can climb very fast. So he scaled right up there. And I was like, okay, that was a moment where I was freaking out, but I was like, what you can't, I wasn't going to yell. I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was, yeah, what, what's your plan here to get down? And I'm like, <laughs> no way this is not good and he's just kind of laughing thinking it's funny he got up there and then he goes oh it's too high I'm not climbing any farther to go down the slide and I was like okay well then how do you think you're gonna get down and he's like well mommy will get me down and I had to climb up to the tower <laughs> and then I was so high I literally got like I, I started to get like anxious up there. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's too high for me. Like, I just don't feel comfortable and I don't know how I'm going to get him down. And all the while, the while my um, sister-in-law had, I handed the newborn over and was like, you need, to, you need to take care of him for a second. And then this lady said, you know what? I just had the same issue happen with my granddaughter. Can I please help you bring him down from there? Because it's very, very high. And we got really scared and I want to help you. And that was where I was like, you know what? Wonderful. It was a good learning experience for Turner going, okay, we weren't really listening when I said not to go on the taller part. Now this kind woman has offered to help us and we're going to lower you to safety. Okay. And then we're going to try to get mom down. Not sure I can climb higher either to get to that slide. <laughs> like I had to um, climb back down and I was scared. So anyways, I just needed to share that little story. About <laughs> What's your plan under panic? (laughs) There's good people in the world that will help. That made me think of when we were in Drumheller together and we went to that park and the park was one of those ones where that you're kind of concealed. Like once the kids get up there, they're just in it. And see them, you have no visibility. Yeah. And so Collins just went up there and, and she just got scared. Like she was fine to do all of it, but she just got scared and she wanted my help. And I'm so brave. <laughs> like, I physically cannot crawl up in those spaces. These are not meant for an adult in general. And they're definitely not meant for a very pregnant adult. So your sweet brother-in-law was like, I will go up there and get her. And we ended up... <laughs> getting getting her to go to a spot where she felt comfortable and coming back and backtracking and doing it without your brother-in-law having to climb up there but yeah it's tricky when they 
have got to a point themselves where they don't feel comfortable. <laughs> my my sister-in-law, because I can't go one episode without talking about her, always <laughs> says she won't help her kids on the playground to get up anything because she says, well, if they can't get up on their own, then they can't get down on their own. So I won't help them up. But this is, so that's smart. But I was like, these two stories we just told about Turner and Collins is like, they were fine getting up on their own. It was the getting down. That was yeah. the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, I love it. Okay. So be careful. Let's save it for when it's purposeful. Is there anything else you want to mention with that today? No, I think I've learned a lot actually from this episode (laughs) and that we're going to get a whole lot more specific on our hikes. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.